0: Welcome to the Of Course You Did podcast, your go-to source for brain-based mindset tools and highly effective business strategies that will help you create a truly aligned business. I'm your host, Brooke Alexander. I started out having no idea how to coach people or how to build a successful business to building an internationally accredited coach training and certification program, the Created Coach Method, the most interactive, high-touch online NLP and coach training experience. Each week, we're going to dive into the concepts, skills, and methods that will help you increase your impact, profits, and authority. Want to learn how you can become a standout coach? Join my free training, which walks you through the exact things you need to focus on to become the go-to coach at createdmindacademy.com standoutcoach. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes. Hello, welcome to today's episode. I'm excited to be here recording another one. Our last one was about a week ago. I don't really have any schedule for when I record episodes. I have a whole long list of all the things that I want to record and talk about. But with moving and being in Mexico, it's taken a really long time to settle in and find a rhythm again. So there isn't a schedule, but I do have lots of really awesome podcast episodes planned. So I'm excited to get to those, but welcome to this one. We are here. It is hot. I'm super hot. I have the AC and the fan on, so hopefully the mic isn't really picking that stuff up. Today's episode, we are going to talk about five coaching skills you need to master. All there's there's way more than I've included in this list. Obviously, I have entire two two entire certification courses to help you master your coaching skills. So, as you can imagine, there is a lot more than just five, but I've included the five that I think are the most important and the most Missed and ones that people, if you don't know that these are important in coaching, then you don't know how to do them effectively, you don't know how to practice them, you don't know how to work on them, etc. So, hopefully, by listening to this episode, I'm going to open up your mind to some new ideas, some things that you can work on, some coaching skills you can start implementing, learning, practicing, researching, understanding, using with your clients, all of that stuff. Now each of the ones that I have included here that I'm going to talk about are part of the Created Coach Method Associate Coach Certification Program. So the Associate Coach Certification Program is the first level of our coach training program, our series. And this one teaches you the fundamentals of coaching. Now, I don't mean fundamentals in like a basic way. I mean fundamentals in a foundational way. The structure, that the, the thing that's gonna help you build upon and create a really solid structure. So foundation, fundamentals in that sense. These are, again, the things that most coaches don't, know they need to be good at don't know are they don't even know what they are like you may never have even heard of these things before so it's understandable that you wouldn't know that they're important in your coaching business if you do want to learn more if you want to take your education to the next level then you can head to createdmindacademy.com and we have all of our uh, certification information there for you. The new certification is going to be available in February of next year. It is, I am so proud of what this is. I am so excited for the direction that it's gonna take Creator Mind Academy as a company and as a learning platform and just a platform in general for coaches, and for coaching. So that is enough of our little intro. Let's get into the five coaching skills that you need to master. The first one is listening or active listening. You can call it whatever you want. It's really important in your coaching business that you know how to listen effectively to your clients. So in the seven habits of highly successful people, it's a book in case you don't know what it is. It's by Stephen Covey. The habit number five is seek first to understand, then to be understood. Or said another way, listen first, then speak. And in the book, he explains that people often don't listen in a conversation. Instead, they are rushing to talk and give advice or opinion, or they are thinking about what they're going to say next, or they're thinking about their responses to what the person is saying. That's not listening. If you are focused on what you're going to say or how it relates to you, then you're not listening to the other person. And the reason that we do this is because we relate the information that we hear to our own experiences, and we don't always make a a deliberate effort to understand the other side or the speaker or the client. Now, there are different kinds of listeners. Some people listen only until they get an answer. Others only listen to their own needs and thoughts. And then there are those who truly listen. They're listening attentively and they're really eager to understand what someone else is trying to say. Now, within listening, within this active listening framework, There are three different levels of listening. So there's level one listening where the focus is on me. So this is where you're just listening with the intent to respond. You're listening to what's going on in your own head. You're listening to, maybe you're judging them or maybe you are thinking about how that relates to you and how you had a similar experience and you wanna say what your experience was and you want to bring that up and you're just waiting for them to finish so you can say the thing that you want to say then there is level two listening so this is where you are focusing on the other person you're really listening to them your focus is on them you are listening beneath the words you're kind of reading between the lines listening beneath the words you are fully present with them. You are listening with curiosity. You are reflecting, summarizing, paraphrasing. And at this level, the person that you're speaking with really feels heard because you are actually listening to them. You're not listening to what's going on in your head. And then there is level three listening. Now, this is when you're you're focused on the energy. You're Paying attention to and you're sensing more than just what the person is saying. You're using all of your senses. You're paying attention to body language, tone of voice, noticing what's going on, and you're not just listening to what the person is saying but you are maybe connecting dots with what they're saying and for them, not for you, you are helping them by you listening at this level. You're going to be able to help them understand themselves at a deeper level because you're going to be able to potentially connect some dots for them that they have missed. Um, It's a deeper level of awareness and, These are the three levels of listening that's really important that you're aware of when you're coaching because even just based on what I've explained to you right now, I am fairly certain that you are able to look back on some of your coaching conversations, conversations that you have with other people, and you can notice the different levels that you're in. Now when you're working with your clients, you are gonna be go going through the different levels. And and that's fine. You don't always have to be at level three listening. But it's important for you as a coach that you're not just listening to yourself, just listening to the the voices in your head, and just thinking about how you're going to respond and being attached to being right about the suggestions that you make to your clients, stuff like that. So I want you to now have a think for a moment. How do I show up for my clients in my coaching sessions? What level am I normally listening at? What would it be like for my client if I were to listen at a level two or a level three more than a level one? How would your client benefit from that? And this is going to be the difference between a a, a new level coach, a beginner coach, and a master level coach. This is one of the areas that's really going to be the clear, divide between between them, between the beginner level coaches and the master level coaches. The next skill that is important for you to master as a coach is direct communication. And this might be one that you have never heard of before. And probably, I think a lot of coaches don't know that this is an important coaching skill, especially with the kind of Instagram guru kind of coaching thing where people want to explain and show that they know a lot of stuff, Uh, the communication that we see a lot of the time isn't very direct. So direct communication is the ability to communicate effectively during coaching sessions and use language that has the greatest positive impact on the client. When you're in sessions with your clients, it's really important for you to be as clear and concise as possible with your client to avoid any possible misunderstandings or any confusion if you're giving them a really long-winded explanation about something. In that case, often what, what happens when we're giving these long-winded explanations Your client might lose focus and tune out, which is going to stop the progression of the coaching session. Direct communication is about honest communication. As the coach, you are saying what you are seeing, what you're feeling, what you're sensing, anything that you notice about what is going on with your client. Now, let's talk about the difference between direct and Directive communication. So, di- the intent of direct communication is to help the client see other perspectives and other possibilities about their situation that is not in the form uh, of a question. Direct communication is happening when you say something succinctly with the fewest amount of words that you need to convey your comment or your observation or your intuition. Directive communication is happening when you believe that you have something to say to move your client forward because. Maybe you believe that they're not moving fast enough or they're not moving in the right direction or they're not getting to a result. And instead of remaining curious about your client, you are now communicating from an energy of telling the client what you think or what to do. Directive communication is telling. We're telling the client what to do, what to think, what to say, how to be. This is driven from our own beliefs, our own biases, our own past experiences and about what we think should be happening in the coaching session instead of focusing on what's actually going on with the client. What is happening for Them and maybe we believe that they're not going to get to where they need to go unless we intervene and tell them what to do, what to think, or even pose a leading question. So, a leading question is if someone says, Well, that would be hard to do this thing that I wanna do. This is your client saying, hmm, but that's gonna be hard for me to do because X, Y, Z. A leading question could be, is it? Because at that point, you want them to see your perspective. You want, instead of remaining curious about why they think it's going to be hard, and what's going on for them there what specifically would be hard you're just saying is it or anything like that I think most people know what leading questions are and if you don't and you're a coach then you have a lot of work to do because that's really important that you know the difference um, and you know what a leading question is but that's the difference between directive and direct communication now again Think back to conversations that you've had with clients. Do you more focus on telling them what to do? Or are you remaining curious about what's occurring for them in their model of the world? What's actually going on for them? Another thing here is to notice the difference between, (laughs) to know the difference between coaching and therapy and consulting and mentoring. And that's a whole other episode that is absolutely coming because, Most coaches don't know the difference and it's important to know the difference and to know what your job actually is. If you label yourself as a coach, then it's important that you know what that word actually means. Uh, But I'm not gonna go on that tangent right now. We'll save that for a whole other episode. The other skill that you need to master as a coach is confidentiality. Now, this isn't necessarily a skill but it kind of also is it's an important topic within the coaching world because most people don't know what is entailed in confidentiality and what that actually means for coaches confidentiality refers to the coach's duty not to disclose any information obtained during the course of course of the coaching relationship without the express permission of the client. The right to confidentiality belongs to your client and not to you as a coach. So your client is the one that sets the boundaries of confidentiality. However, it is your obligation as the coach to ensure that these limits are very clearly agreed upon, either in a verbal agreement or a written agreement with the client, I prefer written agreement in in the form of a contract that clearly says what is going to remain confidential, what confidential actually means for me as a coach, and what things I am obligated by law to disclose to health authorities or Police or anything like that. So it is important for you as a coach to know what confidentiality actually means, what you are meant to keep confidential. And I did a training on this a few weeks ago. I did it as part of the Creator Coach Method. Uh, course, we had a live group call on this, and I invited other people. One of the things that was really important, um, and like kind of stood out to some students that they didn't even know, is that confidentiality even goes as far as the fact that there that the coaching relationship exists. That is should be that should be within the boundaries of confidentiality this means that you saying that this person is an ex-person whoever it is even you saying that they are your client is outside the boundaries of confidentiality you should be keeping that entirely confidential even the fact that someone is your client you should not be talking about that that is up to them to say that they are working with a coach, that it's you, like that is totally up to them. So confidentiality is a huge, huge topic, confidentiality and code of ethics. Code of ethics is the kind of moral obligation, moral values that you as a coach uphold. This this is so important. I, I think I've talked about this a bunch of times. This is really, really, really important to me, something I'm really passionate about as a coach, because there are so many coaches who who overstep their boundaries, who don't understand what should be confidential, what should not be confidential. For example, for me in my business, I don't disclose any uh, client results unless I have expressed permission to do so. I ask each client for Each specific time, if they share something, I ask, "Do I have permission to share this?" I will keep you anonymous if you would like. And if they say, "Yeah, you can share it, and you don't need to keep me anonymous," great. Then I'll I'll share it. And if I don't, if I want to keep them anonymous, I will. But if they've given me permission, I will. I share their name if I want to tag them, or if they say yes, I but just keep me anonymous that's fine, I do that. Or if they were to say, no, I'd prefer that you didn't share this, then I won't share it. That's how far I go. I prefer to keep things, um, I prefer to ask permission, especially for specific client results. Um, I, I, I like to ask in most, most cases. That's me, that's the level that I go to with confidentiality. When I have my testimonials, it's all done through like an automatic process for me. Uh, I, one of the questions in there is, do you give me permission to share this, share your response in the form of a video, in the form of writing, potentially on my website, on an ad, on my social media, and I wait until I get permission to share. And if I don't have permission to share, then I don't share. For me, that's as far as, that's how far I go. I even get permission to share client results um, that I don't necessarily, if you're going to keep it entirely anonymous, you may not need to. But for me, I just like to, because I don't want my clients to come onto my Instagram and see that I've screenshotted and shared some results. Or if I'm talking about their results, um, I don't want them to come on and be like, oh, she's talking about me. That's that's about me. I want them to know. I want. I don't want it to be a surprise for my clients to come onto my Instagram or onto my website and see that I've shared something. Um, I will let them know that I'm going to share it, uh, or or at least you know, at least let them know. At least let them know that you're going to share it and keep it anonymous. But this is just one part of confidentiality. This is. It's important for you as a coach to make sure that you are legally safe that, like, if you were to accidentally share something and, like, lawyers could get involved you know you you one you want to make sure that you're protecting yourself but two as a coach as a good coach as someone who is working with people sometimes in vulnerable situations where they're being open about their goals and about their desires and challenges that they're having it's so important for you as a masterful coach to, to have this in your back pocket and to have this as part of your credibility and like show this to your client clients, the fact that you understand what confidentiality is and you take it seriously and your clients are important to you. The next skill that you need to master as a coach is coaching the who versus the what. Now, this one, may you might not have any clue what I am talking about here. The who versus the what. Another way of saying this could be focusing on or coaching the being versus the doing. Great coaches focus on the person. They focus on their internal way of being, their mindset and development, not the problem or the goal. Most people, most coaches, especially untrained coaches, most are quick to see external causes and external solutions. But transformation, true, sustainable, long-term transformation comes from coaching the person towards internal solutions. Coaching the problem looks for external solutions. So this could be, maybe you are coaching someone to, who wants to work out more. So external solutions there, you could be okay. So what do you need to do to make sure you go to the gym? Do you have a workout plan? Do you need to set up your gym clothes the night before? That would be coaching the what. Coaching the person, coaching the who looks for internal solutions. It's going a level deeper, so many levels deeper with your clients to help lead them through to transformation that way, through internal solutions for going internally with your clients rather than focusing on what they need to do. It's focusing on who they need to be. In any coaching conversation, there are three things you have the coach the person that is being coached so the client and the topic being discussed we'll call that the problem new coaches most new coaches are focusing their attention on the problem and this is where the client's attention is also going to be focused if that is where the coaches attention is focused. So in this situation, this coach's aim, when we're focusing on the problem, the aim is to help the client solve the problem or possibly even to be the one to solve the problem for the client. So that's coaching the problem. Next, we have coaching the problem through the person. So this is when the coach is focused on the client and the client is focused on the problem. So in this type of coaching, the coach is focused on solving the problem through coaching the client to solve the problem. Now, in this situation, the client's own problem-solving skills are activated instead of the coach solving the problem for the client. But it's really limited in the long-term transformation possibilities. It's just surface-level solutions that maybe they're on deeper challenges, but they're still surface-level solutions. It's still focused on the doing. And the client's emotions or beliefs or patterns are often even ignored or potentially kind of solved rather than explored and the client in in this type of coaching dynamic it's going to lead to some change for sure it's going to have some benefit but the client isn't really going to grow that much it could be incremental change but not transformational change Then we have transformational coaching. Now, this is coaching the person for internal change, how they relate to the problem. Coaches need to do more than coach their clients to solve a problem. They need to coach the client to transform the way they relate to the problem and how they relate to the world around them. At this level of coaching, the problem becomes a mirror for transformation. The client's attention is focused inwards and the coach is guiding the client to use the problem as a mirror to gain personal insights and new perspectives. This is a skill that I don't really see being taught in any coach trainings, but it's so important to learn as coaches. Again, it really does come down to whether you are doing coaching, mentoring, consulting because, or training, because each of these different types of helping have different goals and different outcomes, which is totally fine. But a lot of people, a lot of coaches are going to do a hybrid. And there are, even if you are mostly focused on consulting, say you're a business coach, or a money coach, or manifestation coach, whatever it is, there are going to be times when you need to do teaching and consulting, but there are also going to be times when you do need to be doing coaching, especially if you call yourself a coach. And you're going to need to know how to coach the who versus the what. You're going to need to learn this skill and develop it. This is again, and all of the ones that I've included here are the ones that I felt were the most important skills and also ones that take time to develop. They take time and practice to develop. And this one, especially as well, it takes practice and feedback and guidance from someone else who can give you the feedback, who can watch your coaching sessions and say, all right, What did you do here? This is what I noticed. And here's how I think you could improve and stuff like that. This is a really, really important skill and one that is going to change the game for you in terms of the results that you can help your clients achieve when you can engage in transformational coaching rather than just trying to coach the problem, just trying to solve a problem. And the last skill that I have for you today is a coaching framework. Now, what is a coaching framework? We use a coaching framework inside the Created Coach Method. It's called the Created Coach Method. And I have another episode on exactly what that is. I have... Instagram posts on it, YouTube videos on it. I have a bunch of stuff on exactly what the creator coach method is. And it's essentially a framework that you can use that helps you guide your clients through transformation, through this transformative coaching process. Rather than focusing on the problem, it helps you coach the who. It helps you have a structure and a process for guiding your clients through the steps of internal transformation. Now, it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to do this all in a 20-minute session. Sometimes it's gonna take a few different sessions and that's totally fine. It's gonna be different depending on each different client you have. But having this kind of framework, and I I, I wanna kind of use that in the loosest sense of the term. I don't wanna be like, you have to follow. Step one, step two, because you're the coach. You're the person that they have come to. You have your own skills, your own experiences, but this is a framework to help you stay on track, to help you use direct communication, to use your active listening, to use all of the things that we've talked through in this episode. This framework helps you make sure that you are incorporating all of these while keeping your focus on your client and helping them achieve their goals through the transformational coaching process, the focusing on the who, not the what. So having a really strong and solid coaching framework is going to be important. One of the reasons that I love it so much is because it takes me out of my head. I It's very simple. It's very easy process. It's it's easy to remember, so I don't have to keep thinking, okay, what do I have to do next? What is this? And it also gives room for flexibility. Sometimes you're going to go off the framework, and that is okay. St- coaching isn't this structured process where you have to be very rigid and I'm going to ask this question and now I'm going to ask this question. It It's fluid and it's moving and it's intuitive and having a really solid framework just helps you take the guesswork out of things and helps you have an, a foundation for your coaching sessions and even for your whole coaching engagement. So, I'm not gonna go into detail on exactly what the creative coach method is in this episode because I've done that in a lot of other places before. So you can check out other episodes. You can check out uh, YouTube videos that I have. I'll link some in the description as well. So these are the five coaching skills that you need to master. Just, we'll go over them again. So we have listening or active listening, if you wanna call it that, direct communication, confidentiality, coaching the who versus the what and a coaching framework. Now, as I said, all of these we teach inside the created coach method. These are all part of the associate coaching program, which is our foundational level. It's not foundational in the sense that it's for beginners. You can be a a new coach and this is going to help set you up for your coaching business for the long term. This is going to you you wouldn't need to, unless you want to, even if you just did that course, you would be totally, totally set as a coach. Then if you wanted, you could do our professional level coaching certification, which is where we have NLP and hypnosis and mentoring and uh, working with me to help you really up-level that coaching and take your clients to a whole new level. And you, we dive more into techniques that you can use and there's really... Um, I don't want to say, not hand holding, what am I trying to say here? But it's a more intimate, an intimate experience with me and uh, help having me as your mentor and your guide to help you really, really understand the techniques. But all of the things that I've just talked about are included in our associate level coaching. So we have that opening up in February of 2022. So I highly suggest you um, check that out. I'll leave links in the description where you can head to the website. You can ask me any questions on my Instagram, which is at brookealexandra.co. The website is createdmindacademy.com calm. I hope this was really helpful. I hope this showed you some things, maybe, maybe some things that you weren't aware of, maybe some skills that you didn't know were important to coaching, or maybe they are, it was helpful for you to, to know that maybe you need to practice these some more. I think a lot of people just miss this kind of stuff, especially if you don't attend a coach a coach training and you know, no shade on you. If you don't want to do a trading, that's totally fine, but it's still important for you to know skills, to have coaching skills. Even if you don't want to invest the time and the, the the energy and the money in, in mastering your skills, that's fine. It's still important for you to know that these things are important for you and for your clients. I don't know if it's just me, maybe this is just me, but I feel like a lot of people when they become coaches, they forget that the their clients are the priority and they make growing their business their priority, growing their following, growing their bank account. They make those things their priority over client results, which is unfortunate. And I feel like Instagram kind of conditions us to be that way, but maybe that's just me. I don't know. Let me know what your thoughts are on that. But That's it for this episode. I'm going to leave this here. I am grateful that you're here, grateful that you were listening to this episode. And as always, I'd love to hear your feedback and your thoughts, and I'll catch you in the next one.